So, do you know what a unicorn is? You know, I was The gonna... Urban Dictionary version of it? Oh, God. Is the Urban Dictionary version about bisexuals? Dude, yes. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. It's... Uh, a unicorn is a single bisexual female not looking for a relationship that uh, open relationships can like lure into mm-hmm. just for sex. Yeah, heterosexuals on Tinder are unicorn traps. Yeah, gross. <laughs> if I don't use dating apps, because too many people I... are like, girl. I miss the dating apps thing, like, and it's and it's it kind of sucks. Like, no, I, you missed I'm happy. an awful time. I'm I'm happy with what I with what I have, but at the same time, like, I'll see like <laughs> so all the funny cool. things from Tinder, and I'm like, that looks so funny though. I want to do a lot of this dumb shit. My favorite is uh, somebody's name is like Rat on Tinder, <laughs> and they're like, what? I I it's. It's supposed Short to be for like Matthew? no, it's just supposed to be some other name, and he's like, but I can't change. It was a typo, and I can't change it now. It got autocorrected because <laughs> Tinder, like, once you set up your account, like, it's there's nothing you can fucking do. You get your age wrong, you get your name wrong. I'm sure there's like a way you can change it, but I'm pretty sure you got to go through like thirty fucking hoops to do so. Dumb. Yes, it is. Yeah, no, you did not miss anything joyous or enjoyable with dating apps. I had an awkward, so I really haven't used them all that often. But one time after a breakup in my early college years, I downloaded Tinder for like 24 hours. And within that 24 hours, I saw my professor on Tinder. And then I had to go into his like... Oh my god, what the fuck is it called? His like tutoring hours, whatever. His office hours, that's the word. Went into his office hours and we had this like awkward we've both seen each other on this dating app and now this is weird. And he goes, "Why are you on Tinder?" And I was like, "What? Why are you on Tinder?" Yeah, that's what I said. I was like, "Why the fuck are you on Tinder?" And he was These like, "These are my people." <laughs> he goes, "To find a girlfriend?" And I was like, "Cool." Same? <laughs> I was like, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> like, this has been a weird exchange. And I will not be coming back to office hours anymore. Goodbye. That's fair, yeah. Um, did you pass that class? I did, actually. How well did you pass? Uh, not that well. Okay. I got like a low B, all right? <laughs> not worth the accusation. No, there's no uh no dirty laundry, no blackmail. We were on the cusp of such things, but no. Sounds like a missed opportunity. Yeah, I know. I could have gotten an A, I guess. <laughs> but I'm not good at chemistry on paper or apparently in person. Welcome to We Have That Unicorn at Home. I'm Sparkly Rachel. And I'm Glittering Gamage. And this is our Lisa Frank podcast. The only podcast magical enough to not be powered by unicorns, unlike other podcasts. Each week, we defend the realm from unicorn poachers and honestly, usually fail, which is why you don't see a lot of unicorns around anymore. Shame. But you know, we do our best. We try. That could, that's oh. more than you could say. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so this week, we are forcing you to listen to us talk about unicorns. My horn can pierce the sky. So. <laughs> we have two things to tell you guys about this week yes on deck today 
The Last Unicorn, 1982. And then we shoot way forward in time to Legend, 1985. Our first topic of discussion this week is the titular movie, The Last Unicorn. What does titular mean? I thought it meant it was I thought it was like tubular but with like tits on it. <laughs> Is that wrong? Wow, bro, that's totally titular. No, that fits. That seems right. Why don't frat boys use that more often? I think because uh, it's one of those words that like was coined in the 1920s and has sort of lost some of its popularity over time. Oh, like a uh, uh, like bully and moxie. Yeah. And like gobbledygook. <laughs> I love gobbledygook. <laughs> I mean, let's start with uh, the fact that The Last Unicorn is based on the fantasy novel by Peter S. Beagle of the same name. God, is it really? It is, yeah. It's been on my book list for decades, but what isn't? I gotta be honest, the first time that I watched The Last Unicorn, I think I spent a majority of that hour and a half film with my mouth just agape. (laughs) Like, there's so much... It's gape-worthy. Weird shit. That happens in this G-rated film that you really go, ah, we got away with shit different back in the day. <laughs> it is I first want to talk the about same. the cast. Okay. I know nothing uh, about that, so go for it. You don't know the cast? No, not at um, all. I mean, so, I haven't like, uh, looked them up, so. It's got uh, Christopher oh, Lee. Oh, shit. It's got Mia Farrow as the unicorn? It's got Mia Farrow. It's got Jeff, Jeff Bridges. Is Christopher Lee... Oh, it's got Alan Arkin as Schmendrick? Fantastic. Yes. <laughs> Angela Lansbury? Angela Lansbury, yes. Okay, I see why we brought up the cast. Keenan Wynn is famous, isn't he, too? Who? Keenan Wynn. Captain Cully. I feel like he was, like, old-timey that. famous. Probably. I don't know. It's before my time. You can't fault me for not knowing somebody who was famous well, before I was reasonable. born. Yeah, homie was in a, a bunch of shit. He was uncredited I mean, in the Goonies. Yeah, I, I think biggest name here is uh, Jeff Bridges and Christopher Lee. Not Mia Farrow? Well, I mean, Jeff Bridges is still big and doing things all over the place. Mia Farrow, did, no, Mia Farrow's done a couple things, but I mean, Jeff no, Bridges isn't Jeff A-lister. Bridges is fucking, yeah. I mean, he's, is Mia Farrow in the MCU? I don't know, maybe. Maybe she's uncredited. I don't think, I don't think she is. Maybe yeah, she's uncredited. Uh, Christopher Lee is a force, though. Like, uh, people might recognize him from Lord of the Rings or uh, Count Dooku from Star Wars. My favorite role of his was um, uh, Willy Wonka's father in the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory movie. The one with Johnny Depp. Yeah. Oh, oh, with Johnny Depp. I thought you were talking about the old one. I was like, that doesn't make sense in my brain. He was the curmudgeon dentist who'd be like, lollies, cavities on sticks. Like I, Yeah, that tracks. It's, it's so good. God damn. Yeah, okay, fair enough with the starting with the cast. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's just that's just the, the highlight of it. So, uh, how many times have you seen this movie? I've seen it a bunch. Do you want like to do bunch. the plot and then I'll give you my thoughts on the opening scene? Um, so we start out with some dudes shit-talking unicorns saying that they're all dead. Uh, they're yep. overheard by the last unicorn. Which, uh, by, by the Farrow. way, she then takes them at their word and is like, am I the last? And it's like, bitch, have you seen other unicorns? Because the way she goes back and forth for like the rest of the fucking film 
It yeah. sounds like, like, I can't tell if at one point, because she says unicorns, like, live fucking forever or whatever. If at one point she did know unicorns, and then because she's immortal, she just, like, looked up one day and was like, oh, fuck, I guess there aren't any of you around. But it's been, like, 400 fucking years, but that doesn't matter because you're an immortal fucking horse creature. Yeah. But I mean, that's just, how I'd see it. She just takes him at his word, and I'm like, girl... Have you fucking seen another one of you? That seems like a kind of a good litmus test for whether you're the last of anything or not. Well, well I mean, like, unicorns have their own forest. That's kind of like what. Yes, but the, she's the in the unicorn the, forest. The guys even said she's in a unicorn forest. Oh, I guess that's fair. Because they're like, like, because the guys who don't even see the unicorn, they just yell out in case a unicorn's watching, being like, like, farewell, don't leave your forest. You are the last of your kind. You're the last like, of your kind, and I like this forest. Don't ruin it. It's pretty. But yeah, she she just goes all, nuh-uh. And then, like, the credits roll. Yeah, um, she's like, fuck you, I'm gonna find. Which, gonna find uh, when it comes to intro credits, I hate intro credits. I do, too. I, but like, I gotta I, say... I did, because I grew up in the uh, uh, with intro credits everywhere, and, like, those, it's only two minutes long, but it may as well be, like, just a month for an ADHD riddled child. Dude, have you? There's been a couple movies that I've gone back to watch. Um, I couldn't honestly name one off the top of my head, but there's been a few that I've gone back to watch that the beginning credits start, and I'm like, when the fuck does this end? And <laughs> yeah, it's, exactly. It's just, honest ugh. to God. I think the one that I was watching that I w- got engrossed in the timeline, it was like five minutes of beginning credits. And I'm like, this is. You know all the shit you run at the end of the movie that flies by really quick and everybody's leaving the theater? Like, you just did that and forced everybody into it. Which, fair I enough. I like it when it when it kind of bleeds into it. Like, there's, like, intro credits, but, like, it's all the movie's also started and there's a plot. So, like, it's it's kind of, like, subconscious almost. Yeah, that's fine when you're just, it's like, oh, Anne Hathaway appears and then it However, says Anne Hathaway. But, like, yeah. fuck, fuck. Like, I don't need 16,000 scenic shots. With people's names drawn on them. Like, fuck. Especially if they're people that we know are in the film and we've come to see, like, Iron Man featuring Robert Downey Jr. Like, we know. Yeah. You don't need to do that. Like, no. And if I'm that interested, I'll either IMDB it or I'll get the credits at the end. Yeah, you've fucking lured me in. We don't need to deal with this. Yeah, I've got a short attention span. I need it now, need it now. Yeah. I'm here Uh, for the movie, not for the gobbledygook. That you've put However, on the Last Unicorn has the greatest intro of all time. Yeah, it is really good. It has like, uh, if you spoiler, if you haven't watched these movies from the 1980s, uh, 40 years later, the intro is like, I feel like it's a really cool tapestry style art. Yeah, that's just fucking neat. And then, it's, it's the, really honestly, cool. the soundtrack for that whole film is pretty well done. Well, the the entire soundtrack's done by America. The famous band. The from... country? Yes. <laughs> uh, no, America, they did um, Horse With No Name, Ventura Highway. Yeah. Other songs, I'm sure. But they <laughs> did uh, They did Last Unicorn. Uh, Ninja Sex Party does a great cover of the song, too. It's very modern, very epic. Is that the one you sent me where it looks like they're smooching? Yes, the thumbnail, yes. Yeah, uh, the thumbnail looks like smooches. But yeah, the intro is the intro is great. It it provides like a lot of like lore and a lot of like uh, neat design with uh, just an amazing song, and then it ends and we're back into the movie, which 
And you're promptly introduced to an incredibly important character. My favorite character. It's a a butterfly. Who's clearly on Adderall. (laughs) Yeah, this butterfly... He's like a fucking crack addict. He and cannot he, hold a moment of focus in a conversation. He's a real no, problem. No, he's just, you know, not to use a derogatory butterfly word, but he's just flitting about. <laughs> place to place. That's their and word. Fucking like, he like cannot stay focused on anything. Is singing this song like just could give less of a shit about the rest of the Random world. songs too. Like, like every time she asks a question to him, he starts singing a song vaguely referencing her question, but then that leads into another song that's referenced by the first question. And then another song that was referenced by the second, like verse of the song. Like he's now like in a, a, a feedback loop of just bullshit singing that has nothing to do with, with what the unicorn's asking him. Like she says, have you seen any other unicorns? And he starts singing. Have you seen the muffin man? Yeah. Yeah. It's not well, fucking helpful. At one point he's like, no, listen, don't listen to me. Listen. Yeah. Listen uh, here. Yeah. Listen, he, he, he's listen just like, to shut this. up and Li- listen. Don't. Like he's annoyed. Sh- shut up. D- just don't listen. Listen. Like What? Yeah, he's the biggest fucking mindfuck. He shows up for several minutes, and then guess what? You never fucking see him again. I think he narrates later on, though. Like, every every now and then, I like, you'll get, like, narration words over things. I don't know if that's true, but his character... No, I think what happens is... a visual is, is... piece just fucking poof, going. Yeah, he looks like Jerry Garcia. Like as Dude, a butterfly. Yeah, he is a funny look. He just well and he's like wearing these dark ass tinted glasses and this little hat. Like he knows he dropped acid and then came to talk to the last unicorn and was like, Oh my god. Whoa, a unicorn. Though. He's probably like, I didn't think any of these were real. What um, why do people have this tattooed on their body? People have the butterfly tattooed people on them. People have the butterfly tattooed on their butt, and more than one people. Of all the things to get tattooed from this movie, like that's a choice. That's yeah, the fucking crack butterfly is a big goddamn choice. Yeah. Um. Anyway, he warns that all the unicorns were driven away by the Red Bull, and then refuses to elaborate that's on that. That's like the only helpful piece of information he provides. Yeah, like it's like all the other unicorns got driven away, and I acknowledge that you're a unicorn. So like, there's that. Yeah. Um. So she leaves the forest, which is dangerous to do because it puts her in danger. Uh. Which leaves the forest defenseless too. Uh. So then, right then, you see all the woodland critters clumped together, watching her leave, like a dad going out for cigarettes. That happens do you more that? than once. It it shows it multiple times. Yeah. Because there, there's like, like okay. a couple scenes where you're like, that's a lot of different woodland cr- creatures <laughs> that just bear, decided to a, like get fox, in some bleachers. Squirrels. They're like, hold on, I'm not going to eat you for a minute. We just got to look at this. Yeah, it's just a weird scene. Like, And they're just like sad that she's leaving. So she's like walking. Some farmer sees her and is all like, free horse. Uh, and she gets super offended before remembering that men cannot see unicorns and see them as horses instead. Ooh, well, plot point. And... I love she he tries to like put reins on her and she knocks yeah. he, she knocks the reins away with her Get off, rape, horn rape. and fucking uh this guy's just like oh, I must have tripped and I'm like I feel like I would fucking know if I tripped or not 
<laughs> just like, saying. I'd be I, like, this is... I don't remember I feeling this... my legs underneath me. Yeah. I put this in the air, and then the air threw this. What? Like, maybe be more suspicious of your surroundings, sir. He just, like, really takes it at face value and is like, this is good. This is fine. Yeah. Um, but she's, she's like, walking, and then uh, we get a montage with uh, America's Man's Road. Which is an which is yes. another good song, but I noticed watching this this last time. Have you noticed how America loves to sing about ponies and traveling? Yeah, like Last Unicorn, Man's Road, Ventura Highway, Horse with No Name. It's it's a lot of the mm-hmm. same motifs. Or do they do those first motifs? And that's on what... a unicorn with no name. You, all so unicorns have names. To hide behind a horn. Anyway, so she falls asleep, and a traveling circus comes across her, led by the old witch Mommy Fortuna. Voiced by Angela Lansbury. Hell yeah. Who's a shriveled raisin of a person with a huge dead-ass tree as a hat. Dude, I gotta say, a lot of the, like, villainous painted characters in this animation film are, like, these squat people with very large eyes. <laughs> like, That's a weird statement. They will just, like, if you go back and look at all of the villains in this film... It looks like on Photoshop, if you like take an image and you don't constrain the proportions and you just smush it down and stretch yeah. it to the side. Yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. Except for like, because um, a like lot the... of them, it's not like you're like proportionally short or anything. Like, like there's this one guy later on when they meet bandits who's just like ridiculously gigantic and like palms Schmendrick's head. Yeah. With this ham fist that's like the size of this dude's skull. This movie's very like, fat shamey. Yeah, it, well, I don't even know about that. It's just it's not even like fat shame. Well, I guess it's fat shaming because I don't think any of the like the positive characters are anything but twig people. But yeah. Um so anyway, uh Mama, Mommy Fortuna can see the unicorn for what she is as she's not a man. Well, and she's a witch. Yeah. Uh, she clarifies that her hired magician Schmendrick can only see the unicorn as a horse, like she asks him, because she's worried he'd get taken away for himself or something. I don't know why she does that. Who's, like, the best fucking character in this entire film? The one-liners that Schmendrick throws out? Fucking phenomenal. Uh, I, I looked up the word Schmendrick because it sounds like a slur to me, and apparently it's Yiddish. <laughs> for what? It's Yiddish for like foolish or someone stupid. Like, look at this fucking Schmendrick. So not he's aptly named. Is that a slur? What? Is that not kind of a slur? I mean, as much of a slur as a fool or an idiot. Yeah, that's. Well, maybe slur is not the right word. No, no, no. An insinuation or allegation about someone that is likely to insult them or damage their reputation. So Schmendrick is totally a slur. You fucking um, stupid fool. So this circus has a mythical uh, is is full of mythical creatures that are just regular animals with illusions cast. So you see like a sad lion as a manticore, a chimpanzee as a satyr. Uh, I think a goat would have been better for a satyr, not a chimpanzee. I don't know yeah, why. Yeah, a chimp with a broken foot was like a weird fucking choice. A satyr, yeah, it's satyr. They're very uh, monkey like, I suppose. Um, Aren't satyrs just half goat people? Yeah, yeah, they're just half goat. I'm almost people. entirely certain that yeah, a satyr is a half goat. Yeah. Uh, then how would a fucking chimp with a broken foot be like, oh, that's a great baseline? It's it's funny because like, yeah, yeah, a chimpanzee, a satyr, but then like, what do you make 
out of a horse? Well, she just puts another horn on the unicorn so that people see the unicorn as a unicorn. Yeah, that shit's pretty funny to me because that most of the time when which we're is a crazy sentence her, to say out loud. Okay, on a complete side note, I googled satyr and I gotta be honest, the amount of penises that are present in the Google search for satyr are fucking ridiculous. Well, I mean, satyrs were from um, um, Greek mythology, weren't they? Yes, but it's not Shit's just all naked. Sex. Like, Shit's all this sex. one says satyr sitting. And it's a dude squatting with a giant dick that comes up to his chest, and he's just jerking it. <laughs> and it's like, it's like an old. Yo, your Google algorithm's fucked up. Like, no, it's like an ancient Greek statue. Ah. <laughs> uh. like, well, and then the best is fucking when you click on it, it pulls up an Amazon ad for like a like a mimic of the statue, and to keep the statue upright, it has a pole going up his ass. I love out of context statues. There's that there's that famous one of like the man who's like beating like four babies. Have you seen that one? What? I need to find no. it for you. This statue is in Norway. If that provides any context. Did you send it? Oh, oh, I see. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> right? I like how he's mid-punting one of the children. Like, it, it looks as though, like, the babies were uh, dogpiling him, and then he finally broke free. Yeah, you ever have that friend that's like, how many fifth graders do you think you could take? <laughs> this was, like, them talking in front of their friend who made statues and being like, how many fucking infants do you think you could fight? If I <laughs> dumped 300 infants on you, do you think you'd still win? And yes. this is them fucking product testing that. If if anything, the only an experiment, the only challenge to to killing that many infants is honestly like, am I able to keep focus for it? Because I feel like I'd get bored after like, forty, like, because at that point you're just stomping their 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 heads and you're like, ugh, this is oh, boring. Jesus. I need to go I feel shopping like I would just later. Feel bad? I'd be like, nah. I think I think you're supposed to feel bad. That's that's basic empathy just kicking in. <laughs> Yeah, rightfully so. Anyway, um, so you anyway, see yeah. other creatures. Uh, yeah. And one of them is a harpy with three tits. Yeah, okay. The first time I watched this, I was talking to the person I was watching it with, and I was like, are harpies frequently depicted as having boobs? Yeah. And I want to say I looked it up, and no, they are not. No, they totally are, because harpies like lure people to cliffs and and kill them oh shit no no they do maybe i looked it up and they do indeed have boobs and i was like yeah all right they don't have three boobs though they're just three long saggy titties and i don't know why this harpy has that but oh but apparently she's the harpy queen i think they clarify is that why she gets three titties so we can tell her apart from the rest of the harpies that's that's the mark of royalty is three tits i refer back to the rating for this film is g because as we move on you're gonna be like what (laughs) <laughs> um so smendrick uh knows that it's only a matter of time before the harpy escapes and murders everyone but so does everyone else even the old witch who captured the harpy seems to know that the harpy is going to break out and kill her like she says it all and the time she's, she's fucking hyped about it yeah she's like yeah i fucking got you though i yeah, don't know she's why like, i'll fist fight a harpy to death it's fine so Schmendrick attempts a couple. Uh, so Schmendrick is gonna break out the unicorn and attempts a couple of sm- spells and fails. Is it smells. Yeah, I think one um, of them is I, a smell. I gotta be honest. 
even when Schmendrick is doing magic, he sounds like he's full of shit. He is. Like, he sounds like he's con... Okay, so when he was first introduced, I was like, this is a con man. He is not a magician. He's trying to hype himself up for sure. He's he's definitely trying to be a fucking magician, and he's just... He's got such bullshit energy. Yeah. It cracks me up. Yeah, he's, like, trying all these spells, and, like, they're failing and even making the situation worse. And then he finally goes, oh, well, and then just pulls out the key and, like, well, no, lets her favorite, out. No, my favorite, he's like... My lady should have a... Which she doesn't sound like this at all. My lady should have a real magician, but she only gets a shitty uh, second-rate pickpocket. Which is his first fantastic one-liner. Yeah. But he uh, lets her out, and then the unicorn comes out and immediately like lets the har- all the other animals out, including the harpy. And then uh, they go through this nice anticlimactic scene where the it, harpy... It is like flies at the unicorn and she just sort of like like goes like eh, and like waves her horn I in mean, the air a little bit animation and the in the 80s away and is like oh my god animation in the 80s is is usually kind of anticlimactic uh but she like um says like oh the harpy won't come for me and the harpy ends up going after mommy fortuna who's happy that all the animals uh have escaped she's happy specifically because they needed help escaping they didn't escape on their own merit She's so fucking crazy and stupid. Well, yeah, and then she just fucking. Gets I did it. I harpy. I had them. You were mine, and then the harpy just kills her. Like that's yeah. It. She's just so hyped that she caught a harpy. She's like, I don't care. I knew this was how I was gonna die. <laughs> Goals well, and aspirations. And talk about a banger line. So Schmendrick's like, we gotta go run, cause he's like, fuck. There's a harpy and a crazy witch lady and her goon. Like we gotta go. Oh yeah. And. The unicorn's like, never run away from something immortal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It that, draws that, that line attention. stuck with me like, ooh, that's and good. I was like, oh. But I really liked when Schmendrick was like, well, can you take me with you as like, you know, a favor for letting you out? And she's like, I wish you would wish for something different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she means it to sound like an asshole line. That's some, that's but some. But it f- fucking sounds like she's like, oh, God, really? That's some friend zone lines right there. Mm-hmm. Anyway, continue. Uh, they eventually come across some bandits who immediately take Schmendrick as prisoner to a Captain Cully, who welcomes and then frees Schmendrick and tells extremely, him to have a... Extremely, extremely important note. When you watch this scene, what you need to do is pay very close attention because one of the criminals has the most absurdly sized like metal cod piece, and they do a full zoom in on it. I don't remember only that. Only for a moment. I will send you a literal fucking photo Please of this. Do. I laughed so hard. They only show up for like a second, but they do a full pan across his crotch, and he's just got this giant ass cod piece. It's fucking hilarious. I was more stuck on um, when Captain Coley frees him, and then he's like, here, sit down, have a taco. Oh, it's yeah. No, 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 literal no. The line. Best part, no, the best part is they get there, and he's like, Bah, wench, you know, make more soup. And she's like, this soup is already thin as fuck. Like, we don't have food. <laughs> this is water. And then they sit down and he's like, have a taco. And I'm like, where the <laughs> fuck did you get the tacos? Yes. Like, that um, makes total fucking continuity sense. Yeah, and uh, uh, Captain Coley's like, randomly lets everyone know, Robin Hood's a myth. Um, So Schmendrick summons the ghost of Robin Hood? 
I don't know why he does this, um, but Robin Hood like and Maid Marian uh, begin just show up in their illusions and they walk off into the woods. So Captain Cully gets mad and then ties Schmendrick to a tree. And then like, and just like walks away. And Schmendrick casts a spell that turns the tree he's tied up to into a thick tree lady. And Schmendrick is being suffocated by this tree's enormous wooden tits before the unicorn comes up and frees him. And I don't know why any of this was here. Yeah, um, the first time I watched this, I was like, why has that tree got an ass? And then the tree <laughs> came to life, and it was giant tree titties. And the tree's like, and you're like, oh, forever, that's and says some creepy ass shit. And again, G-rated, very <laughs> not even seductive tree. G-rated in the eighties was very different. Okay. Oh God, yeah, no, G-rated in the eighties was at least PG. Um, um, yeah, no, but fucking weird as hell. Yeah. So uh, we're introduced to uh, the the character who was making the thin soup, Molly Grew, of Captain Coley's camp. She comes across Schmendrick and the unicorn and then gets all mad that she didn't see a unicorn as a child and then immediately gets over it. Like she's like, where were you when I was a young girl? Why now? Anyway, where are you guys going? Yeah, pretty much. So they uh, come across the Red Bull but are woefully unprepared and the it immediately starts the bulls like immediately trying to drive the unicorn somewhere. Uh, rather than kill her, which is a big red flag. So the only way they can escape is by Schmendrick using his wild magic to change the unicorn into a human. And then the Red Bull like is like, oh, oh, never mind, and just leaves. He's Why like, did oh. they turn the Red Bull into a guy instead? Because then the film would have ended. That's uh, fair. It's it's. Uh, so Schmedrick is confident he could change her back, but Molly grew and the unicorn are broken and crying over the transformation. And I and think she it's says, really uh, funny hmm. that um, Molly, I think, is supposed to be like kind of an old woman. Yeah, you can you cannot fucking tell. They animate an old man later, and you can tell that guy's old. You cannot fucking tell that Molly isn't like twenty. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, I depicted her at like thirty-ish or something, because like this is like a fantasy novel in medieval times. And yeah, thirty maybe. is ancient. Well, she's acting like she's fucking sixty-five. Right. Um, she's like, I've waited my whole life for the unicorn. You're twelve. Well, she Shut says like, up. "Where were you ten years ago? Twenty years ago?" Like, and she doesn't go further than that. I don't think so. That's probably thirty-ish. But Perhaps. anyway, her turning into a human is symbolism for losing your innocence, I take. And, symbolism? Uh, symbolism. She even, uh, she says a really good line where she said, like, I can feel this body dying all around me. And like, yeah. this movie has a couple of like, just baller quotable lines. Yeah, well, and she, I like Surrounded the, by madness plot. They talk about how much it's going to affect her as this, um, like, immortal magical being and how it's going to completely, you know, change how she views the world and stuff as, you know, becoming fucking mortal would do. Yeah. But they, like, they really dig into it. Oh, yeah. Um, (laughs) She goes through a crisis. So they meet King Haggard, Keeper of the Red Bull, voiced by Christopher Lee quite haggard and his adopted son Lear voiced by Jeff Bridges Tron Jeff Bridges mm-hmm. King Haggard fires his old maid magician for Schmendrick and he even says like 
Schmendrick's like weird bullshit will make him happy. He's like, you're not making me happy. Maybe a worse magician will make me happy. And I don't get that logic, but whatever. Yeah. Well, this dude's like a fair weather friend. Yes. Because he's like, yes. I'm sur- I surround myself with the people that make me happy. And by that, I mean, if I'm not instantly amused or constantly amused, you must die. Yes, and he's like, or fucking vacate. Shira, shira. Then he looks at the unicorn, who um, Schmendrick says is his cousin named Amalthea. Uh, he I think looks. He says it's his niece. Yes, niece. You're right. Um, but he Not looks into her like eye. Uh, he looks at her, uh, and he looks into her eyes and sees the woodland creatures from before, and goes, "What's wrong with you your eyes? Cluster. Why do you have a cluster of creatures in there? Fucking Jesus. weird." <laughs> <laughs> So we get another montage uh, brought to you by America. Uh, that has <laughs> brought a, to you by America. It's, it's all America. Uh, it Champion has a one-eyed peg-legged cat that I'd like to know a lot more of. Dude, I want an entire film about this fucking pirate cat. It's pretty good. Speaking of one-liners, at some point, this pirate cat is talking to... What the fuck is the lady's name? Molly Grew. He's talking to Molly... Molly Grew? He's talking to Molly... And Molly's like, that's not a very good fucking answer. <laughs> and he's like, well, when has a cat ever given somebody like a straightforward fucking answer? I actually I actually wrote it down as no cat anywhere has given anyone a straight answer. And it's like <laughs> yeah. so absurd. It's so absurd, but so accurate. But one thing I wanted to point out is that um, in this like montage, the, the music, uh, Lear slays a Chinese dragon and presents its head to Amalthea, who's clearly unimpressed. Um, we see narwhals swimming in the sea, which is like this big fat foreshadow. Yeah. Yes, it is. Like you don't know about it the first time, for but like what? Mm. You'll have to keep listening. Um, yeah, so uh Amalthea's starting we'll to forget that she's a unicorn and she's adapting to her human life. Mm-hmm. Uh and that's when the pirate cat is like talking to us like the unicorn will lose herself if she does not defeat the Red Bull soon. Yeah, and she starts having like an existential "Who am I?" crisis. Oh yeah, and then "Who am I really?" All I've known is horn. And Prince Lear uh, preys on that um, innocence and weakness, and grooms Amalthea to give into her carnal desires to start dating him. Dude, their whole relationship is so fucking weird because that. But then at one point, he's sitting there talking to Molly, and he's like, I've done fucking everything for her, and she doesn't even see me. He's like, I've I gave her a dragon awards. head. I gave her minotaur yeah. balls. Like, what else is there? Yeah, what the fuck? Uh, he's he's definitely like a Gaston, a, a kind-hearted Gaston. I, I painted him out to be a groomer. He's actually a decent bloke. Um, yeah, he's not, like, fucking terrible, but he's one of those people that is so not terrible that they end up like being kind of in your social circle for too long. Yeah. And then when you think about it too hard, you're like, you're kind of not great either, though. I mean, he's he's not he's he, not bad. But well, like, no, he he no he around. needs to like he needs to see Barbie. <laughs> he needs to know that he is more than just his. I girlfriend. think Barbie was completely different in the eighties. <laughs> I don't think he would have gotten the right message. No, he needs to see modern Barbie. Oh, if he lives that long. So King Haggard uh, trumples up to Amalthea and then is just like reveals that he knows that she's the last unicorn. Uh, Yeah, well, he saw all the woodland creatures. And then he's like, and then says that she's lost. He then points at the ocean and goes, there are unicorns there. I'll take you to the sea with the rest. It's just rambling. 
Um, but then he notices he can't <laughs> he's see like, the I've woodland creatures. He's like, I've seen a creatures. narwhal. He can't see the woodland creatures in her eyes. So he's like, oh, my yeah, bad. she's dead inside. <laughs> oh, oh, JK. <laughs> I thought you were. Anyway. I'm confused you with the other aloof blonde lady with a scar on her forehead. So Schmendrick and Molly discover that the way to the Red Bull is hidden by a talking skeleton who will trade the information Mm -hmm. for wine. And he's given an empty bottle and the skeleton like still tries to drink said empty bottle and then pretends to be drunk like a preteen. Well, to be fair, the story wouldn't be much different if they gave him a full bottle and it touched his bones. That's fair, but shut the fuck up. (laughs) Like, like, really, what we did is we saved the wine. Yeah. This is a win-win for everybody. So uh, he reveals the path, and then the skeleton realizes that Amalfia is the last unicorn and calls out to Haggard, who comes down to take the unicorn for himself. Um, but then they escape into a clock, and then King Haggard destroys the clock. I um, love the absurdity of then they escape into a clock. Yeah, I mean that's it's glossed over. Like, it, there's a yeah. clock. It's a door. But it, whatever. Yeah, I'm it over happens. It. Yeah. If you've seen that Harry occurs. Potter, you've seen everything. If you've seen a Harry Potter, you've <laughs> seen everything. <laughs> um, so Prince Lear is told that Amalthea is a unicorn, and then he says he doesn't care. He loves her, and then Amalthea says that she's deaf for real, for real, a human, and will die when Lear dies. Um. So the Red Bull attacks. Yeah, she drank the the people Kool Aid. Yes, yeah, she she got too deep into the the human britches. Uh, <laughs> so the Red Bull attacks, and this time it knows that Amalfia is for sure a unicorn. Um, so Schmendrick uses his magic and turns Amalfia back into a unicorn, which feels like the worst possible time to do that. But right, like just... oh, the bull is back. The fucking into your form. It's the reverse of the exact situation at the beginning of this movie where he yeah. was running at us and I turned you into a people. He's running at us again. I'm going to turn you into a unicorn. Uh, so the Red Bull starts chasing Amalthea because that's what he does and then tramples over Lear and it makes Amalthea so mad that she starts fighting back and begins driving him into the sea. Uh, and then you see Burr. unicorns from the ocean coming back to land not to be confused with narwhals they're different i'm told they're different one has legs the yeah. other is like an oval with a point so the unic- or so the the red bulls like driven into the sea and then the unicorns all come free and and prance off and then haggard's castle crumbles with him inside it's it's kind of climactic but not you're like okay everything just kind of doesn't happened. his castle crumble for like no fucking reason uh yeah but it was like kept up by the the the, the red bull anger it was kept magic up by the magic spirit. of bullshit i don't <laughs> literally <laughs> that's exactly literally. it <laughs> we've been plastering the holes in the walls with the bull's shit like the castle walls are ugly too if you look at them it's just like ugh, it's like you, you yeah we've molded been plastering this out of... the walls with the bull's it's shit. literally literally I... bullshit yeah so uh, he dies, and then they're able to bring Lear back to life before Amalthea yeah. just, like, runs away. Uh, we... Yeah, well, and she's just like, I... isn't she like, I feel nothing? Yeah. <laughs> and yeets out of existence. Yeah, and then... Um... I am horse again, I feel nothing. So, yeah, Lear's Goodbye. hella single, uh, and Amalthea, like, goes home as a unicorn. So she just goes back. She's like, all right, there's more unicorns, I'm done. Um, and I like this ending. This fuck the, these people. I'm the out. kind of story 
kind of sets it up. Like if this were a modern movie, it would have ended with a, I'd rather die as a mortal in love than live forever without. Like I was yes, expecting her to stay human. I was too, but I'm really glad that they chose to do it where she turns back into a unicorn. Cause yeah. I thought that was a better way of doing everything. Yeah. I, I completely agree. I'm totally with you on that. Um, this is one of the wildest movies out there. And if you haven't seen it yet, yes. what are you doing? Maybe you're too young. Yeah. What are you doing? Go back to 1982 because you're going to sit there and be like, what the fuck? Now, our second movie, I feel... Wait, really quick, before we get there. Yes. Did you get the picture of the cod piece? It's not metal. It's just added fabric in his pants. Oh, you texted it. I did. (laughs) (laughs) He just looks like such a fucking loser, too. Like he's just some hobo that like stuffs socks in his <laughs> pants. <Yeah. laughs> what the fuck so is he this? He stays warm for winter. It's a whole squirrel in there. I'll not have it, Cully. He says. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's amazing. Um, our second movie. Um, I imagine most people haven't seen it or heard of it just because Tom Cruise and Scientology Church buried it because maybe they're not proud of it i'm proud well it was it it was i think before he was a scientologist oh yeah yeah definitely um legend is one of my favorite movies i since it's one of your favorite movies i would love to describe it to you and listen to both of our comments okay yes okay by the way first of all i i I do want to give a couple just comments before uh yes costume design in this movie is some of the best costume design ever um tom cruise is such a force he's such a i feel like tom cruise isn't as bad of an actor as some people think but i feel like his big roles kind of get in his way like oh my god sorry tim curry is the darkness yeah i told you that last week that was my that was my next thing i was gonna say is is tim curry i forgot it's how could you not tell like you you don't remember well no he was being him and i was like I know who the fuck this is, but yeah. I cannot put a finger on it. It's 100% Tim Curry. I actually watched the uh, like behind the scenes. Those horns are like styrofoam. Like they had to make them like super light. Dude, they're fucking huge. They're huge. Yeah, there's no way. So give me your play-by-play of Legend. Okay, well, really quick, since we did it for the last one, the cast. Tom Cruise is Jacko the Green. Which I don't know if they ever call him Jacko. I I remember them saying Jack. I didn't know he was Jacko. Yeah, apparently Jacko the Green. That's wild. Tim Curry as the Darkness. Yes. Mia Sarah as Lily, and then David Bennett. I think gets an honorable mention. Um, I don't totally recognize his name, but he plays Gump, and he actually yes. is kind of a stellar actor. Yeah. In that. To be fair, he's a child, so. No, I know, but like, I feel like he did. Like he did a great acting job. Like his was kind of one of the better. He has the voice of like a, a chain smoking waitress too, and I love that. Yeah, he does. It's really funny because it's coming Jack. out of a child. Jack. Yeah, I think you did it better than I did. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Legend starts with a Star Wars type intro with scrolly text. And very my first very thought popular is, in this area. Did they steal scrolly text, or did Star Wars steal scrolly text from them? I think um, Star and then Wars did like, it first. Then there's like a really long forest scene that kind of feels like the beginning of Twilight where it's like a blue filter and you're watching like a bear eat some fucking berries 
and deers are grazing on some grass, you know, setting the beautiful uh the beautiful scene of a mystical forest. And then um it promptly rolls into a very doom and gloom scene where they are chopping a living person in half. Yeah. Again, PG. And then some devil dude, which we have now identified as Tim Curry, he starts monologuing. His voice is pretty fucking cool. He's got glowy, glowy fingernails, which I don't think you see at any point later. Like, he has fluorescent green fingernails in this first scene, and I don't think they are ever seen again. So he calls forth some gremlin-y creatures and is like, go search for some bitches. Oh, they're they're goblins for sure. Okay, he calls forth some goblins, and he's like, go search for some bitches. And by bitches, we mean unicorns. The goblin leader is looks like awful plastic surgery you see on old millionaires. Oh, yeah. He's got the big oh, puffy yeah. eyebrows, the big lips. And it works for goblin, but not people. <laughs> works for goblin, not people. Yeah, and I like the trifecta of goblins. Like, you have the, the goblin leader who looks exactly like the picturesque goblin. There's, like, this big oh, fat like... pig guy who's, I mean, that's technically a goblin, too. And then, like, yeah, an and armored then there's thing. This... Yeah, this dude, in a, like, he took a helm off of, like, a fucking giant and then tried to wear it on his little goblin form. Yeah. And he looks fantastic. They all look fantastic. Setting, costume design in this movie is incredible. Go on. Yeah. So then the next scene is this girl kind of, like, running through, exploring the forest. Uh, hint, hint, hint. That girl is Lily. Mia, Sarah. And The, the idiot she... girlfriend of this movie. Oh, God. Yeah, she's... <laughs> Just does not do any justice to any sort of feminism, really. Uh, Yeah, this is the 80s, though. Like, what do you expect? Yeah. So then we see her, like, unclip this lady's laundry line. And my first thought was, like, I gotta make her life fucking harder. Like, (laughs) Jesus Christ. And then she goes (laughs) in her house and starts stealing her food. Um, But they know each other, so it's, like, less Well, she's just a Skyrim player is what it was. Yeah. Um... So then uh, they have like a little interchange where you're like, oh, cool. They know each other. And she's like, my lady, you should stop hanging around with us poor people and be a lady. And she's like, fuck that shit. I'm going to go frolic in the forest. (laughs) So she goes frolics in the forest looking for Jack, uh, who's played by Tom Cruise. And they basically look, I got to say what I got from this immediate scene was they meet up. He says nothing. Yeah. They get like seductively close. He lays her down in some grass and it pans away to like a sun. It's, so I'm it's assuming, symbolism. The sun I'm has risen and so has he. They've immediately fucked <laughs> <laughs> upon seeing each other. Before this bitch even says a line in this movie. She uh so then Jack afterwards is like, I wanna show you this thing that I've been waiting to surprise you with, and lo and behold, it's beautiful unicorns winning in the distance. But then and it's then also like super pulls... serious about not showing her the unicorns, like I can't be doing this. It's it's so back and forth. Yeah, well he gets more back and forth <sighs> throughout later the movie and is. gets very emo about it. Yeah. Um, so the goblins are like kind of following her during all this, uh, and she pulls what I would call a very like rich person move. Yes, I was looking for like, like the right rich words. white person move. I'm gonna touch which it, which is where you get introduced into a beautiful scene of like beautiful piece of nature and immediately go and disturb it. <laughs> 
Yeah, you think about um, that so white she... lady getting mauled by lions. Yeah. So she goes and tries to pet the unicorn, and before she can even touch it, one of the goblins shoots it with like a little poison or like uh, some sort of poison dart deal. Um, and they so when she goes to pet it, Jack is like, "I shouldn't have brought her here." Meh. And yes. And he just fucking yes. leaves. He just leaves. <laughs> yeah. So then, um. She goes to pet it, and the fucking unicorn screams because it just got shot, and it's this, like, creature of bliss and joy and has never experienced something stabbing it before. And then she goes back to talk to Jack about the unicorns, and what is her report of this experience that she just had? Quote, it was lovely. Yeah, but, no, I love this, too, because Jack's mad, and he's just like, you shouldn't have done that. Mortal hands shouldn't do that. But then they're like... That argument is quickly overlooked, and they're like, "So, what do you want to do next?" Yeah, like, no, they're no, super no. Cool. He like completely fades through that, and she completely fades through the fact that this horse just screeched bloody murder in her face, and she was like, "I had a great time." <laughs> I like didn't know unicorns your... screamed like that. <laughs> That's like if you went to. Your... <laughs> yeah, maybe she's just ignorant, and yeah, it's like it was I, just happily yelling. I mean, like you don't know what unicorns sound like. Maybe unicorns just do that. Well, she's just like, "Well, I, look, I'm, I learned a lot in... today." In their defense, this movie is described as neither of them know any kind of darkness in the world. So maybe they're just like, yeah, okay. Like, this one just likes to scream. That's cool. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so Jack does not hold a grudge about this at all. He just sort of like moves on from this situation and doesn't give a a shit. And they're suddenly now talking about marriage. And she's like, don't you wish this ring were our wedding ring? I'll marry whoever finds this ring. And she yeets it off a cliff, but is then promptly confused as to why he then goes and tries to get it. Yeah, right? He just throws it, and then he, like, dives in. She's like, like, no! Jack, where are you? Yeah, which I'm like, you just said you're going to marry whoever finds the ring. You couldn't have, like, put it down next. I thought she was going to hand it to him, and she fucking chucked it off a cliff. Which makes me think, maybe he's just not getting the hint, and that was her breaking up with him. (laughs) (laughs) Lose my number. Yeah. And then um, we we promptly get into a Titanic scene where Jack gets trapped under an ice sheet in the water. Because during his time from when he dove into the water to search for the ring to when he resurfaced for air... The goblins chopped off one of the unicorn's horns, and that created, like, an apocalyptic winter. Yeah. That suddenly froze over this entire forest. And then It is I, a I, dynamite scene. The, it, the, the This whole scene is, like, ten seconds, but it's, like, such a beautiful masterpiece that, like, gives you all the context you need for what's happening. Well, and I love the goblins chop off the horn. They go over to the lady's house from before, and they're like, ah, the mortals are frozen in time! And then they just start shooting magic around with the unicorn horn like it's a you, wand, and just you having a fucking over, blast. You, you did gloss over how, like, the second Jack, like, jumped down into the water where the ring was, Lily starts screaming and then runs away and gets, like, lost, and she's like, Jack, where are you? Mm. Even though he just jumped into the mm. pond. True. Yeah, no, she, yeah. I think I glossed over it because it was fucking stupid. <laughs> it's so she stupid. Goes, and you're like, I'm going to marry she... whoever takes this ring. And she throws it in one direction and then runs the other way. It's like, I feel like it's the emotional She was breaking up with him. 
Yeah, it's the emotional equivalent of like, yeah, she's either fucking breaking up with him or it's like when you get a ball and you wave it in a dog's face and you pretend to throw it and then you just have it behind your back the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, so then we see Jack and he's like around a fire and we meet Gump. Gump, the kid who plays Gump, is a fantastic actor who sounds like he's been chain smoking for most of his life. Yeah. This is one of my favorite scenes because it is absurd. And they're like... We don't know what the fuck happened. The the forest is trapped in time. It, it they said something about the forest being uh like stuck in being dead because it's winter. Um and then Jack basically is like I destroyed the goodness of the world for love. They they come up and they're like we know everything in this forest including you, but what the fuck just happened? And yeah. then and then they're uh they're mad at Jack like you let her touch a unicorn? What the fuck were you doing? Rah! And he's like I love her and they're like Oh, bro. He like he tells them that he did it for the nookie, and they're like, congrats on the pussy, bro, and then do shots. Okay, so I think what distracted me through most of this scene is that I realized, during this scene is when I realized that Tom Cruise spends like 90% of this film acting at the same level as Kristen Stewart in Twilight, and just mouth agape, like the whole movie. <laughs> I'm legitimately convinced that this film was her like inspiration and awakening to becoming an actress. If you found a wishing stone and you wish that like, I wish the character from Twilight, like on the movie, uh, Kristen Stewart were to become a man. She would look exactly like Tom Cruise legend for sure. Absolutely. Shattered my reality. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I've ruined this movie for you. You're welcome. Um, also, in this scene, or very shortly after, I think it's in this one, they call unicorns alicorns. Really? I didn't catch that. Aren't alicorns yeah. something else? No fucking clue. I don't know if they ever do that. I don't think they ever do that again. But I believe it's Tom Cruise distinctly calls it an alicorn. Not yeah, a yeah, unicorn. Yeah, alicorns, um, um, alicorns are winged unicorns. They're like Pegasus unicorns. And they're certainly not winged. Yeah, I no fucking clue. But then, so Gump's like, well, uh, we need somebody who's uh, fierce of heart and, uh, you know, going to take down this bitch. And Jack's like, well, who would that be? And Gump's like, obviously you, asshole. And yeah. so then they're like, well, we got to get you some weapons. And he's like, I've never used weapons before. And they're like, that doesn't fucking matter. We got to get you some weapons and armor. So then they send him through this, like, tunnel, but they're like, Una will lead you, and she's this little tiny, like, dot of light, and yes. she's supposed to be, uh, like, a little, what, a sprite? Uh, she's a she? she's a fairy, but she's actually a sprite or something like that, because... Yeah, there's, uh, so somebody's pulling the wool over somebody's eyes in this, some, Una's yeah. pulling the wool, I don't know, I think she's a sprite or some shit. Yeah, she's actually a sprite posing as a fairy, because she does, like talk to jack and she's just like promise not to tell the elves and i don't know what that's about well okay no i do we'll get there um but at one the all of the the like dwarf hobbity looking dudes like if they were in lord of the rings they'd be dwarves i know but they're elves referred in this. to at no they're referred to as fairies well uh, fairies that's- are like that's why it, I'm it's, confused like, it's like the about fae Una. in um it's like the fae in in like a lot of different books and stories and dungeons dragons is the fae which which is fairy or it actually translates to weird 
but like it can refer to like a whole class of different species. See, and stuff. I prefer to think of it as kind of a parallel to a lot of creatures where the male, or I guess a reverse to a lot of nature, where it's like the males are not necessarily the most sightly. And then the females like this beautiful fairy creature. I guess that's not how nature works, but you get what I mean. Is it that anyway, only Gump is an elf and the rest aren't? I don't know. I thought Cause, cause Gump, Gump is was definitely like an elf. a child of the forest. No, he's definitely an elf. I, he's got pointy ears, so sure. Yeah. Anyway, so they're like, you gotta go get this armor. Una's gonna take you down this weird, creepy hall. So he, he follows Una through this cave cavern thing. And then they reach the end, and Una turns into, like, a full-sized person-creature thing. And is like, I can be anything you want me to be. Even your heart's desire. Like, okay. Yeah, she hits on him hard. Yeah, she goes full swing. I like Um, that Jack doesn't even acknowledge her, though. He's just like... No, he looks fucking confused as shit. I don't even think he says anything. He's like... No, he doesn't say anything, but he, like, looks at her and goes, all right, and then just, like, moves on. Like, it's not yeah, even like, a thing. Also, I would like to note that while I was watching this movie, I don't know if it's the way the lines are delivered or what the deal is, but it this movie feels like it doesn't really actually have all that much dialogue. Like, there's a lot no. of scenes of just nothing. So, yeah, uh, the goblins have the unicorn horn, and then they, like, fucking immediately try to start a revolution. Right. Which I fucking, I loved, because the second I saw them shooting magic around that girl's house, I was like, why don't you guys just say, like, fuck you, boss, and shoot magic at him? And they immediately go and try to do that, which is great, because the horned one is like, oh, that's never gonna work, why would you talk about that? And then the one that has bad plastic surgery face drops the unicorn wand, and the horned one picks it up, and immediately is like, I'm God, I'm taking all of you down with me! Um, <laughs> and starts telling their boss that he's like gonna take him down, and immediately their boss, who they refer to as Big D, yes, which is fucking hilarious. Um, like slaps the wand out of their hand, gets control of it, and is like, "Shut the fuck up!" And they're like, "We were joking. We we're just wanted actually... labor laws. We, we just, just really want to unionize. <laughs> it was a joke." He just showed up to union bust him. Oh, and during this scene, they also say shit, which I don't know if you're allowed to say in a PG movie. You were in the 80s. Kids were Appar- allowed to smoke in the 80s. Apparently. And then, like, one of the next scenes is Lily just fucking, like, creepily slides through the deep snow into, uh, I think it's Brown Tom's, like, fireside camp that he has with the still. Because, like, the unicorn that got their horn chopped off is, like, not quite, it were, like, comatose. Is maybe a good way yeah. to put it. Because we're not dead, but we're not quite alive. Well, we're led to believe, um, like, oh, it, it was slain, but, like, yeah. Yeah, like, its magic was robbed, and now we don't know what to do. It's it's stone, stone-like. stone I'm going with comatose. Right. Because, like, it's, we're not, like, here, but we're here. Um, Lily just, like, creepily slides up to their fire, scares the shit out of Brown Tom, who's one of the short, the fairy guys. Yeah. Um, and is like, I'm trying to fix things. And I'm like, by giving the fucking last unicorn a goddamn heart attack before you can revive its partner? Like, Jesus Christ. 
She's she's kind of awful in this, yeah. Yeah, no, she's terrible. And then they promptly get attacked by uh, the goblins and shit. And Brown Tom is actually really fucking dope. He's just yeah. sitting there like smacking arrows out of the air, and he's like, "I can With do this all day." Pan. Yeah, no, like PUBG. He, yeah, no, he's going full like badass. This means nothing to me. Keep them coming. Um, I fucked your mother. Yeah, fuck your mom. I was at her house last night. Tell her I left my socks. I like how you turned into Shorzy. <laughs> and then he gets shot through what looks like his hat. And my first thought was, what the fuck is the shape of this man's head? And literally as I was writing that note in my phone, they pull off his hat because like Jack and Gump come over and they're like, oh God, Brown Tom. And he's like, I didn't know you guys died too. And they're like, you're not dead. And he pulls Which, off the hat. Which, by the way, the name the, the, Brown Tom is very problematic. It's a funky name. Interesting choice. Like you wouldn't call anybody who know Brown Tom. That's that's a that's a big no no. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. They take off the dude's hat. Like as I'm typing, what the fuck is the shape of his head? And it's actually like a funky oblong head. So fair enough. <laughs> um, he Brown Tom is not dead though. He's just fucking melodramatic. And then also, uh, speaking of fantastic... So, so the goblins did kidnap Lily and the unicorn. Yes, yes, sorry. That's that's the real takeaway, is not that Brown Tom's head is fun <laughs> shapes. It's that they did take away the unicorn and Lily. But uh, also, side note, Jack, the armor that he got is straight up just like a chainmail shirt. And it's it looks like he's mail, wearing no fucking pants. And yeah, it's it scale mail, because it looks like scales. Yeah, but it's I just feel like, like a scale male shirt. Like, there's no pants to go with it. There's no belt to kind of make it stylized. Like, it is just a big shirt. I genuinely feel like this movie would be the inspiration for a lot of Legend of Zelda games to come. I could see that. Because th- there's a lot of, like, the forest elves and, and the fairy following you and um, the main character not having any pants. Yep, yep. There's a lot of, there's a lot of it. Yep, there's a lot of connections. And then, so, uh, Jack, Gump, and I think Brown Tom and Screwball is the other guy's name. Um, yeah. Are, like, going through the forest to try to track down where they took Lily and the unicorn. Because and they, they get to this... Sorry. Uh, they the, the, the goblins, like, are... Uh, the goblins didn't kill the unicorn there. They could have. They didn't. They decided to take it somewhere yeah, else. They were taking it back to Big D. Yeah. So they're like trying to track him down through the forest. They're like, we're going to follow the footsteps through the snow. And then, so they come across this swamp yeah. and fucking Gump tells Screwball to go search the swamp. He's like, you volunteered, which I don't know who the fuck made Gump in charge. But the the fucking dwarf fairy guy just throws out this like derogatory foreigner and then goes and does it. <laughs> I didn't catch that. <laughs> Fucking taking our jobs. Whoa. I have no idea the context of how these three know each other and what their relationship is. Because Gump seems like he's in charge and is supposed to be like a child of the forest. They never get into it. But he's like the leader. seemingly be like an equal part to being a fairy of the forest. But apparently he's a foreigner. No fucking clue. Yeah, there's no back. There's no... uh, no explanation for that. But yeah, he throws out a derogatory foreigner to Gump. 
Um, and then, uh, so they're like going through this swamp and this gigantic green fucking swamp goblin lady comes rising out. A bog hag named and Meg Mucklebones. She's my favorite character. Meg Mucklebones? Meg Mucklebones is her name. Fantastic. Jack has way too much fucking chill because she just rises out of the swamp and all he's doing is bellaying all over the swamp with his mouth agape just staring at her. I would and never then, have my mouth open that long in a swamp. Oh my god, no. In a like swamp. the amount of just flies you would catch Ugh. rogue swamp water droplets as this giant creature's rising out of the water. And she's well done too. She looks so good. Yeah, he for sure got dysentery from this experience. But then uh they're like having a back and forth and he's like, No, ma'am, I didn't mean to disturb you. Da-da-da-da. And then halfway through, he just fucking like slashes her with a sword and fucking kills her. First kill, well, no remorse, only fish mouth. Well, she she does like say like uh like I think I'm gonna eat you and he's like no and he's just like I think I will and then he's like well, just like I didn't I didn't say it was unjustified. <laughs> it's just yeah. a weird conversation because it's like if I rolled up to somebody's house and was like, hello, ma'am, hi, tiny child, I wanted to sell you chocolates. I think I'm gonna eat you now. Okay, slash. I mean, that that's how it goes. Literally how it went. I and mean, then, she's beheaded almost immediately, but I could have watched a whole movie of her. She was so well done. Like, go yeah, back and watch really that Yeah, she was really fucking scene. cool. And all she got was fish mouth Tom Cruise. Yeah, this is where I noted this movie has so little dialogue other than yelling and grunting. Because there's like an entire scene of them running through the forest just going... Ha! <laughs> <laughs> And then I also put, oh, I'm sorry, they're fairies, not dwarves. Well, they gotta like, they gotta do it quick because like the world is trapped in in perpetual twilight. Oh yeah, no, they got one move. of the unicorns is dead. Yeah, but the the fairy dudes have the best fucking dialogue because they are very like Lord of the Rings Hobbit who is forced to go on an adventure where they're like, oh, why am I outside my house? It's fun seeing the different kinds of like elves and fairies like throughout fantasy ips Mm -hmm. yeah i like when they're like totally different styles because like like uh uh, the elves in this are very classic how elves were originally like written as like they're the they're the kind of santa's elves you'd see whereas like lord of the rings made elves these like like, stoic tall just elegant uh creatures yep anyway so they're uh running and grunting through the forest and then they fall through like a, a trap door deal into a cell. Um, and then they're trying to figure out how the fuck to get out of the cell. And this like big demon dude comes quite literally snorting around trying to pick out who he's going to turn into a stew. And so they're like, hide. And they all just throw up a, like a bunch of hay and dust and like barely covering them. And they're like, I think this is a great hiding spot. But they like they barely cover themselves, so it's it's kind of a fucking ridiculous scene. But then uh, the secret that Una was trying to keep is that she is in fact a sprite, not this like tiny what. Yeah, you you glossed over like when they fell down into like these prison cells. Uh, they see the horn, the the helmed goblin. Oh yeah, that's true. The helmed goblin's there. His name's Blunder. Yeah, and then he takes off his helmet, and he's like one of them. Like they're the exact same person, people. Race. Yeah, he's their brother. He's Brown Tom yeah. and Screwball's brother. Yeah, I don't know why he was, like, with the goblins. I don't know, man. People make life decisions. <laughs> Side note, Meg Mucklebones, played by Robert Picardo. 
Yeah, uh, famous for Star Trek, I think. Voyager. He was the doctor. I don't watch a lot of Star Trek, so don't email me about it, please. <laughs> I'm just going to start around. making outlandish shit. quotes about shit and then be like, I don't actually know anything about well, that. Stop. Don't. don't <laughs> beam yourself out of this conversation, please. <laughs> um yeah so but they the, get trapped I, I think that they're orcs the, the the big things like the big monstrous things but he, they, one they of them comes them up demons and big they probably is are. like literally the devil like he is like half goat red yeah he's like darkness horns. but like yeah. one of the the things comes up and he takes the um um the goblin not goblin elf guy yeah, away he takes blunder to go become barbecue yes and then the the thing with una yeah, so then um, they're uh, Jack's like, Una, go get us the keys. And they're like, Una's this tiny little fairy dot of light. How would she ever pick up the keys? And then but Una... A and then without a, missing a beat, Una turns into her like people form and is like, why the fuck would you out me like that? And I'm like, bitch, <laughs> he didn't even say anything that would insinuate that this was what he was talking about. Yeah. He just said, maybe she can get us keys, and you went, she's too small for that. And you could have left it at that. And instead, you went full people size and got pissed at him. And she's like, well, I'll do it in exchange for kisses. And then he give, he's like, yeah, that's easy, cool. And he gives her the lightest smooch. And then it was like a like, sister or a grandma just like, like a peck on the cheek. Fucking offended. And she's like, that's <laughs> all you can do in exchange for this man's life. And then he's still, like, not fucking into it. So then Una transforms into Lily to get her kisses. And Jack, like, almost does it. I think he's, like, glamored by her fucking sprightliness or some it's shit. It's basically Rufy. Yeah, and she's, like, 12 out of 10 trying to bang him in whatever way possible. She does not care if it's consensual or not. Yeah, so then they go try to get out of the cell and I believe they go and rescue Blunder and kind of recruit him to their side and take him out of the barbecue thing. Yeah. They then... find, um, uh, they, they find like, it's such a weird scene. Cause, um, they, they find an uncooked pie near some sleeping demons. Like they just made the pie and they just went to sleep and he was just <laughs> in the pie and they're like, Oh, let's go. It's yeah. so weird. But yeah, uh, they fell asleep halfway through baking. Before this, there is um, Tim Curry uh, talking to uh, a disembodied voice. And oh God, he, yes, he's yeah. talking to his father, and, it, and he's he like, it, it could be Satan, like, <laughs> but like, it doesn't say. And he's like, he's I'm like, mad, crushing on Lily. Papa, I have not been so filled with desire in a long time. <laughs> it's, it's extra a Tim Curry. It's so good. Weird scene. Yeah, wait, no, 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 I'll get there. So so they, um, I don't know if they rescue fucking Blunder before or after that scene. Uh, it, it's but they're after, passing yeah. a bunch of dead bodies. And one of the fairy dudes is like, terrible sight for a sober man. And I'm like, would you rather <laughs> fucking be high while walking through the room of dead bodies? Like, Might be what preferable. the fuck? Yeah, and then I wrote, and the devil guy wants to bang Lily? Question mark, question mark. And his dad's like, yes, totally. manipulate her into losing her innocence to you the fuck oh and then at some point they run into some uh like demon creatures and have to fight them and gump gump's fighting method is like that of a house cat because all cats think they're king shit of fuck mountain yes but gump's fighting method is very house cat where gump acts all aloof and vicious 
but is terrified as fuck when faced with actual danger and threats. So he's just, literally, his fighting method is him going, (laughs) and flinging his arms around, hoping for the best. Right. And then the next scene after the fight scene is the fucking Big D trying to seduce Lily, and it is the funniest fucking thing I've ever seen, because she walks into his, like, I don't know, the room that he's in. Yeah, there's like this dress scene. It's like a dress dances with her and then it oh, becomes Oh, no, no, no. Her. It starts it starts better. So she walks into his, we'll call it like his domain cuz it's separate from wherever they're his fighting. She walks into Big D's domain and in the background you hear this word go seduction. <laughs> and then she picks up some fucking shiny jewelry and is all like "Ooh!" yeah again she's in the fucking devil's like boudoir and she's like oh my god jewelry amazing um and then there's a fucking shadow mannequin dancing around her with this sick ass dress yeah um, it, it costume design again so fucking yeah. And she starts dancing with the shadow mannequin. And then the shadow mannequin, like, merges with her. And now suddenly she has, like, crazy hair and makeup. Some of the veins on her face are highlighted. And she's wearing the cool dress. Um, Because her innocence is lost. Symbolism. Yeah. Well, and then she passes out because she's terrified as the demon, as the fucking devil starts crawling his way through a gigantic mirror with his little fucking hoof, hoof toes. Yeah. And then, by the gets... way, Tim Curry's next movie after this is Clue. Is it really? <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. What a good back to back for him. I know it's so good. Um, so he like crawls through the mirror. She passes out because she's like, "This is fucking horrifying." He gets wicked close to her passed out fucking face, and and like as he's getting closer and closer to her face, she wakes up and is like, "Jesus fuck!" And he's like. <laughs> He looks at her and goes, I know that you want me. You know it too. And I'm like, how much Andrew Tate is this dude watching in his free time? It's that that's different. his response. It's different if it's Tim Curry. You don't get it. No, I think I get anyway, it. Anyway, go on. Oh, and then, oh, oh, oh. So this is when they, this is when they rescue Blunder. So they haven't rescued yeah. him yet. So then they find him in this like fucking created but not baked pie pot thing. And they're all fucking, like, Blunder's talking too loud. And so Gump angrily, like, whispers, like, we need to be quiet. This is important. And then immediately, Gump, Blunder, and Jack all start, like, fucking yelling. Like, right after they shush each other, they all just start talking loud as fuck. Because they're like, we gotta be quiet. The demons are sleeping. And then we change to this octave. And you're like, what the fuck is wrong with you guys? Bad Um, editing. Yeah. Uh, so then there's like a big fight scene. Jack gives so few fucks that he front flips into the fight scene. And it's just like, cause parkour. Well, more specifically is the, uh, the heroes are like gathering big metal saucers for a plan and they're throwing them around at each other. Yes. And like, that's what wakes all of the things up. Yeah. Is there fucking playing disc golf with goddamn (laughs) like television size saucers they're gigantic like picture like from your knees to the top of your head like just fucking huge like if you're a fairy person it's your whole body and and it is their whole body 
Yeah, so they're just fucking disc golfing these around and making hella noise. Which originally, <laughs> I missed the the why they had these. So I was like, why the fuck are we just like fucking throwing dishware? It's one of those instances room? where it doesn't tell you. Like it just goes like, I have a plan, and then it doesn't. Yeah, they do give not walk you through it at all. Until, it's yeah until, until it actually like, happens. Three scenes from now, they start using them to reflect sunlight because that's everybody in the underworld is allergic Again, to sunlight. Legend of Zelda dungeon. That's a whole mirror shield shit. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, there's like a whole big fight scene. They're putting the discs in place. Um. At some point, Gump asks the fairies to do stuff. And they shit talk him again because they're annoyed, which tracks with the whole like out of towny boss that stole their higher up job and is now telling them what to do. <laughs> and then, so while they're like doing all of this setup for their half of the fight, Lily is playing coy with the devil, and he's like, "You're my bride." Blah, 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 blah. And fawning all over her and then getting pissed whenever she, like, says something contrary to his, like, belief that they're in love. Right. And at one point, she's like, will you give your bride a gift on her wedding night? And he's like, anything for you, baby. And she says that she wants to be the one that kills the unicorn. And I think he, like, literally jizzes in his pants because he goes yeah. like, oh, oh, oh it's, God. It's and then the starts laughing. Noise, you know it. Well, I love it because it's like it goes from, oh, to him straight up like evil laughing like just rolls right into it so then uh they're like all in place jack's gonna shoot the darkness and then gump becomes convinced that lily's actually gonna kill the unicorn so i love this because gump goes from jack judge her with your heart not what you see like she's still good and then like less than two seconds later it's like fucking kill her jack she's turned she's gonna kill the unicorn i'd like to remind you that gump has some like bipolar tendencies going on because in the very beginning he's just like hardcore he's he's throwing a fit screaming like you let her touch a unicorn and then oh you did it for love never mind then that's that's fine fuck nature fuck the balance of the world there's three feet of snow all around us right now but yeah yeah we're quickly angered and quickly placated for various reasons. Yes, um, yes, yes. So then Jack is going through crisis because he's like, no, 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 Lily, I trust you. You're not going to murder that unicorn. And luckily she doesn't. She's like actually a fucking helpful character in this scene. For the um, first and last time. Yeah, for the one and only time in the entire feature film. And she chops the chain of the unicorn and releases it. And at the same time, Jack shoots the darkness. Uh, and then he fucking Tarzan swings down to go, yeah. like, fist fight the darkness, stabs him with the unicorn horn, which kill like, I guess doesn't kill him, but it makes him dormant. Yeah, it, it like yeah, it it like weakens him or or, or sets yeah, him up. He goes through a whole monologue of like, you cannot have light without darkness. We are equals. I'll be back. You know the usual shit. This film is full of fantastic 80s love ballad style rock music. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. kind of phenomenal. I really liked a lot of it. Um, And then I'm kind of glossing over a lot of the end because it's mostly just like, you know, fight scene. They utilize the sun. He stabs him with a unicorn horn. You know, all is well. Du-du-du-du. And then they reflect um, the light onto him and it's it's weak Yeah, and, he, and f- he fades away. And, he go- and he, he, he they banish him to space or something. He just... He just goes into like a void full of stars. I don't know. 
Yeah, un- unclear. Um, and then they go back to the comatose unicorn. Do you realize and... that Tim Curry and Tom Cruise both have the same initials? Yes, they do. TC. TC. And then they go back to the comatose unicorn. And my f- all-time fucking favorite part of this goddamn film <laughs> is they stick the unicorn horn back on yeah. to the comatose unicorn with, like, the most anticlimactic little thunk. And then, yeah, they... like, all is well. <laughs> <laughs> Hurrah. Hi-ya. They super Lightness the horn and back love on. have been saved. Yeah, but they like... just, they, like, just touch tips and it goes thunk. And then, My favorite oof. part, though, is that like, if you watch like the the the, the horses that because they're horse actors, they're not real unicorns, by the way. Uh, they're like moving yeah, around and bobbing their head, and you could see the like prosthetic horn just bobbing up and down. It's so mm-hmm. good. Pop, pop, bobbing up and down, and then just the softest little thunk. It's it's pretty good. Um, and then uh, Jack looks at Lily and is like, "I love you." And I then he dives you. into the water to get the ring again. And, and this but time he, he actually out, gets it's it. It's not ice. Yeah, this I also love when he comes out of the water, he like shoots his hand out really far away from his face to look at the ring and I'm like cuz that's how you would be coming out of I the mean, water you know, with the ring the, you just found. He was making sure be it wasn't the, it. He was making sure it wasn't a different ring that some floozy was giving an ultimatum with. Dude, I was just waiting for it to wash out of his fucking hands and him have to go look for it again. <laughs> Damn it. Slippery fuck. Not again. Uh, Yeah, one of my favorite movies. I I love this movie so much. It is absurd. Uh, Costume design is great. Tim Curry's acting, incredible. Yeah, Tim Curry plays a real good douche. Oh, absolutely. In this film. Hold on. Thought I heard a scream outside. Wild. Anyway. um, (laughs) Terrifying? I know. It's it's just unicorns showing their joy. What if it's Brittany? Well, yeah, unicorns. One of the last time I was over, she walks outside, comes back in and goes, there's a bear outside. And me and Jasmine were like, excuse me? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's a thing. Yeah, she was like, it was just rooting through the trash can and I didn't know what to do. So I said, hello, bear. And it got <laughs> scared and fell over and ran away. He was an introvert. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Gotta get back to people. Reddit. It's one of those naked bears. Run. Yeah. Um, how about we finish up with an Am I the Asshole? Oh, yes, 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 yes. Love yes. Those. Um, I have one, maybe two, if one goes by fast enough. Okay. Hit me. Am I the Asshole for buying my son a Halloween costume? That's God. it. <laughs> you know what? Because you're posting about it, like some obviously yes in some way shape or form if you got yeah. a post about it either that or you i don't yeah. yeah yeah that or your like kid runs your whole world all right um i i don't know what this is as usual but i did type in a keyword to look for for these two <laughs> yeah so that should give that, that kind of gives it away from me because i'm like oh it's got to be like x um here we go I and my husband have a five-year-old son together. My husband was raised in a family where boys play with cars and girls with dolls. My son has a huge obsession with unicorns and asked Fantastic. if he could go as a, I think I found the key word. Uh, and asked if he could go as a unicorn for Halloween. 
My husband told him no, and we would take him shopping for a boy costume. I found one in his size and wrapped the costume up to surprise him. I gave it to him after school, and he immediately went to put it on. My husband looks at me and tells me that I am trying to change our son to be girly and should have brought him a Spider-Man or Superman costume. Uh, this incident happened over the weekend, and the husband is still fuming over it. Am I the asshole? Okay. Well, you're not. Your husband clearly is, but also there's a very- He's not just an ob- asshole. He's a bigot fuck. Yes, but there's a very clear compromise here. Spider-corn. Spider-corn, yeah. Yeah, done. Boom. Husband's happy. Kid's happy. You're happy. Spider-corn. I, I, I like his, like, why couldn't you have gotten him a Spider-Man or Superman costume? And it's just like, it's funny you bring those up because Spider-Man and Superman- uh, are also not bigots, by the way, and they support a little boy in a unicorn costume. Go fuck yourself. Bum, bum, bum. Plot twist. I'm gonna say not the asshole. Easy. For sure, not the asshole. Your su- your husband's a piece of shit, and in true red fashion, flare, divorce him. The flare does say everyone sucks, but I don't. How the don't fuck? So. God no. Probably that because she wrong went behind her husband's back or some shit. No, fuck you. If your husband's saying bigoted shit like my son can't wear a unicorn fucking costume when he's five, like, yeah, no, fuck, fuck he's you. Five. You're, you did nothing wrong. You did the good parenting thing where you represented your child's interests. Like, no, you don't suck. Your husband's a piece of shit. Find Agreed. somebody better. Well, that one was fast. Yeah. All right. Next uh, up. Am I the asshole for buying my niece an evil unicorn notebook? No. No, you're not an asshole. I mean, no. That sounds cool as shit. It's a no for me, too. All right. Uh, I have an older brother, Jason, who's married and has a kid, uh, Rebecca and Lucy. Hold on. Jason is married to Rebecca and have a kid, Okay, I was like... (laughs) <laughs> what i was like are we acknowledging twins as one person now like what the fuck um i love my brother and i adore my little niece so much that uh i'm one of the main go-to babysitters because i don't mind watching lucy for free while i do respect the fact that rebecca is my brother's wife and the mother of my, one of my top five people we're not really close and we're both cool with that growing up lucy had been kind of like the stereotype girly girl likes the fairy tales the color pink dolls etc so what's the problem with unicorns I can hear your um, cat screaming in the background. <laughs> can I help you? <laughs> Is it waffles? It's chopper. Oh, really? It sounded so high pitch. Yeah, it's, it's what, what he does. He's a child. Wait, is I... <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry. My favorite cat experience at your house is you going, not again, and standing up really quickly. And the way that he yells... Always, it the it sounds like when Remy used to yell in threes and then vomit somewhere because yeah. he used to go. Rrr! Waffles does that too. We, we've learned. <laughs> and then just throw up, and so I was like, "Oh shit, did he vomit?" And you're like, "No," and just storming through the house, and then you come back in with a fucking snake. Yes, a snake. And you're like, "Yeah, he caught a snake," and I'm like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, uh, he has a specific meow for. I've caught yeah, it's something. Like a mule. Don't it's come not- over here. Because <laughs> like, you're gonna take it away. You're gonna, you're gonna hate me. I've brought another seventeen lizards into the house. <laughs> They're from mom. She's a lizard queen. It's the local sacrifice to keep her appeased. What a tangent! Shut up. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. So Lucy's cool. She likes unicorns and shit. 
Well, she likes the color pink. Te- in fairy tales, it doesn't technically say unicorns yet. Okay, it's implied. Um, yeah, she's, with fairy tales, I, I mean, I it's, can, a, it's a catch I think we can safely say she's cool with the concept of unicorns. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like she's starting to get to the level where she's starting to figure out her own identity and what she's really into. I first noticed this when I started babysitting her and we decided to watch the Addams Family movie, which really took a strong interest and she really took a strong interest in the character Morticia. Not Wednesday? All right. Um, no, fucking she, sick choice. Morticia's badass. Morticia's badass, yeah. Like Morticia and um, uh, Gomez's relationship is what everybody Gold. should strive for in a, in a God, relationship. Yes. Like there's communication, there's fun, Loving they're happy. It's, yeah, it's, it's We've absolutely. We've got common interests. Yeah, exactly. Um, she asked a lot of questions and wanted to watch the movie again, so I indulged her. I honestly had other things planned for us to do since I was babysitting her for the whole weekend uh, since the Jason and Rebecca went to an out-of-state wedding, but all Lucy wanted to do was watch movies. At first, it was The Addams Family. Then we watched Hotel Transylvania 1 through 3. She really liked Maeve. Yeah, that's... Fuck that's, yeah. And for some reason, Lucy has become really interested in the goth girl aesthetic. I was going to say, for some reason, Lucy's become really emo. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, how old is she? She's eight. Okay, so that's like that's yeah. like not quite there yet. But I mean, if you take an interest that young into like the goth aesthetic, it's probably going to be your adulthood. She's probably taking an interest in the like the powerful lady fucking yeah. fantasy field still aesthetic. So like she's been interested bitches. in the goth girl aesthetic, and instead of wearing pretty bright stereotypical girly girls, she started asking her parents to buy her darker colors. I could tell that Rebecca was annoyed, but I thought it was because I want a, dark pink now. <laughs> uh, I could tell that Rebecca was annoyed, but I thought it was because a I technically didn't get approval to show Lucy any scary slash horror movies we watched. By the way, Adam's Family not scary. Horror. I don't think Adam's Family or Hotel Transylvania counts as a scary movie. Yeah, <laughs> I think uh, those are quite literally built for the age that she is. Yeah, and, and B, the prospect of having to shell out more cash to buy a whole new wardrobe to appease Lucy. Um, that's oh, kind of fair. That's your own parenting bullshit. Just be I like, mean, eh, when we shop for new clothes, you can fucking pick out some shit. But right now, yeah. you can fit you. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That, 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 that's how I'd approach it, too. Uh, I apologize for not getting permission before showing Lucy the movies and promised never to do so again, and I thought we were cool. Uh, that was back in May, and Lucy's still very interested in female characters who don the goth aesthetic. And witches and whatnot says that her favorite color isn't pink anymore but black and dark purple Fuck uh, that's yeah. part of the course uh the last time i babysat lucy she asked me if i could buy her a notebook with a black unicorn she saw on amazon and because it was less than ten dollars i got it uh lucy was so happy when i gave it to her but then later her mom pulled me off to the side and chewed me out rebecca said i had no right to buy lucy that notebook without her permission that the color of the notebook promotes evil and how I will no longer be allowed to watch Lucy anymore because it's obvious that, that I'm trying to convert Lucy. I was so dumbfounded to say anything in the moment, but I'm starting to question if I did something really wrong here. Am I the asshole? No, um, you're fucking... That parent's a little ape shit is what that is. He's, he's given some edits. Uh, oh, God, my parents okay. weren't very religious, so my siblings and I aren't either. My brother and sister-in-law have never gone to church on a regular basis, and to the best of my knowledge, they still don't. Yes, they celebrate Halloween, and Lucy even dressed up as a fairy princess and went trick-or-treating when she was five. No, I haven't spoken to my brother about this yet. I'm a little, obviously a little nervous about that. 
Uh, I'd be more than happy to show a pic of the notebook, but I believe am I the asshole? Yeah, whatever. That doesn't matter. Um, yeah. So it sounds like the wife is maybe adding some context to a fucking notebook that doesn't exist the same way that the dad is adding context to a fucking unicorn costume that doesn't exist. Yeah, I mean... It's, oh, dark colors? She must be into dark magic! Don't show her Harry Potter! She'll try to avada Kadabra the babysitter. <laughs> Kadabra. Um, it does say my yeah, brother exactly. and sister-in-law have never gone to church before on a regular basis, so that implies that there's some kind of, like, pseudo-diet uh, church stuff going, like, that, that yeah. she's at least a believer in certain areas, which yeah, sometimes that's enough not to... on a regular basis, yeah. That means that what, you know, they're, they're, they're the kind of hypocrites, kind of. Here's what should happen. Couple number one and couple number two should get a divorce and remarry the respective cool and uncool partner from both couples. That's a bit so extreme, the dad okay. from the first story should marry the mom <laughs> from the second story because they have the same absurd fucking standards for the world that are dumb. Yeah, not 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 the asshole. Neither of these were the assholes, sure but you're surrounded asshole. by you're surrounded by assholes, like bigoted people, um, all just weird just sh- religious shitty white people. asshole people. Yeah, just general bigots. Like, just let just let kids be kids. Let kids have fun. Let kids explore personal expression. Like Jesus yeah. Christ. Like let kids yeah. go. And, and do the things they want to do and, and, and dress the way they want to dress within reason, I guess. But like, just well, I'm like, kids. holy shit, your kids switching from fucking bright pink to dark purple. Oh, God. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? We switched like a small segment over on the color wheel and you freak the fuck out. Like, calm down. Well, let's let's I imagine I was, well, I was about to say, like, I imagine what it'd be like if she started wearing rainbow colors, but it kind of sounds like she was already. Like, fairy tales and unicorns are all rainbows, bro. No, that it, was, that it's was a weird the, it's the connotation that we got on to, like, witches. And, yeah. Oh, God, my child must be into witchcraft now. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. If you liked what you heard or just fucking hate us, I guess. Like and subscribe on whatever your most favoritist podcasting place is. Um, if you want us to like talk about a thing, email us at whoppa at gmail.com. That is W-H-T-P-A-H at gmail. I have been Rainbow Rachel. And I've been the legendary last unicorn, Gamage. Wow, bitch. Way to make yourself cool. <laughs> um, so now we will spin the wheel to find out what we're doing next week. Um, let me just find it in our Discord wheels. Where the and fuck just is skip the, wheel? the d- 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 noise. I'm sick of that shit, by the way. No, Gamish, where the fuck is the wheel? We have a whole segment on Discord that's labeled wheels, and the wheel isn't in here. I don't know. Do you? I don't. I don't touch up, it. Open up your Discord. Look at the wheel thing. Do you? Can you see it? Nope, not there. Where the fuck did the wheels go? Well, great. Why have the wheels fallen off this wagon? Where have the wheels gone? You're being dramatic. Uh, we'll figure that out <laughs> and then come back to you next time about something. Next time on Whoopah! Halloween stuff. <laughs> <laughs>